Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hey, hey guys. I am super pumped for today's episode. I have my friend Sarah Bernie on the show today. Sarah is one of my soul sisters. She is also a spiritual life coach who specializes in helping women embrace their duality, increase their feminine energy, and become a magnet for all of their desires. She is also the chakra expert, the chakra queen, or maybe I just gave her that title, but either way, she shares so much value in today's episode. We dive into so many things from manifesting to stepping into your power to plant medicine to how to align your chakras and really just like raise your vibration. So I know you're going to get a lot out of this. So without further ado, let's welcome Sarah on to the show. Welcome, Sarah. I am so excited to have you on the show today to share your magic with everyone. And thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've been looking to be on your podcast. I love it. It's absolutely amazing. And I'm just honored to be here and dive in with you. Awesome. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited because, you know, I know a little bit about you. We are both super passionate about plant medicine. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that. But, you know, you are like the chakra expert. <laughs> and I haven't had anyone really dive into this yet on my podcast. So I'm actually really excited to talk about a lot of things with you. And I would love to hear like, how you got started in what you're doing with with the work that you're putting out into the world and with like educating people around, about the chakras and how to utilize their personal energy centers. Totally. Yeah. So I my background really is in nutrition, nutrition, massage and yoga. So kind of um to quickly wrap that up, <laughs> I have learned about the chakras for a long time with numerous yoga teacher trainings and my massage courses were pretty much all about Eastern body work. So we hit on the chakras really, really heavy. And then I just loved nutrition. So I started studying that and it was really single-minded focus. Like I was a health coach. I was working with people on their nutrition, talking about kale. (laughs) Like it was just one topic. And I was always really, really attracted to more of a holistic approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just, I did it for a few years and it's, you know, it's a huge thing. People need help with their, their nutrition. And what I found was you can't stop there. There's so many more, you know, in yoga, there's more limbs, there's eight limbs with the chakras, there's seven different chakras. And when we talk about food, we're really only talking about the base chakra. So people were getting better, a couple steps better, but there wasn't this overall encompassing 
wellness. And I found that that was really lacking. So I kind of took a step back and pulled from my, my roots of massage and yoga and made it more of a all encompassing, you know, wellness program. And I'm starting to see with all my clients, this really the overall wellness, like, you know, they say all the time, uh, is this, can we talk about this? Can we talk about that? I'm like, we can talk about it all. <laughs> anything goes, because it really does, anything fits into one of these chakras. So it's, it's more of the holistic approach I was craving. Mm. It's so interesting, because like, I have like a background in health and fitness as well. Mm-hmm. And I started my journey with like, changing my diet and eating better and, and all that stuff. And I quickly realized as well that creating success in your life and happiness and fulfillment is a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. I love that you say that because I say that like all the time. I'm like, success is a holistic approach. <laughs> happiness and success are created from the inside out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's really cool. Totally. It doesn't really matter where you come in either. You know, if you come in at fitness or you come in with spirituality, wherever you come in, that's great. You know, and you, you do, you start on the path and then you kind of say, Whoa, this is a lot bigger than I had ever imagined. Everyone kind of says that, you know, so we really have to dive into every area at some point. Mm, I love that. And as we grow and evolve, I feel so does our mission and message in a way, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. So can you give us like a rundown on, on the chakras, like what each one does, how people can like, I guess, balance them or open them or however, whatever you call it. Yeah, definitely. So what I, I'll start with what I noticed the most is I work with all women and mm-hmm. a lot of women, I work with the masculine and feminine energies a lot as well. And a lot of people are stuck in their upper chakras or they kind of I guess I won't use the word stuck, but they live up there. A lot of people that I work with have anxiety and they, they worry about everything and they kind of, you know, you could use the term they're they're in their heads. And so they're kind of in these upper chakras, which are also a place we want to be. And we kind of strive to be there people in our, you know, networks, because that is the more spiritual, the more connected chakras, I guess, to the spiritual realm. So we want to be high vibe. You know, those are the the upper chakras. We want to be in that space. And we kind of miss, there's this disconnect between the upper chakras and the lower chakras. So the lower chakras are more about your body and yourself. So the base chakra is your foundation. It's what they're all built upon. So this is your body, your food, your home, your family, money. I mean... I don't care who you are. One of those things was triggered. (laughs) You know, when I say like all of those, those are some really big, big topics in a lot of people's lives. And a lot of people might say like, oh no, I'll just be high vibe instead. And, and those things kind of get ignored and Mm -hmm. it's your foundation. So it's like, if one of those things is not healed in you, you're going to be building your entire house on a shaky foundation. And we all know that's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to last very long. So I start with people low. We get into the the body. We get into embodying who they really want to be. And, you know, it's this idea of being that person, of really addressing all of those areas and starting to be the person you want. And then we get to move up. And like I said, with, you know, this life, you can come in at any place. You can learn about the heart chakra first. You don't have to go in this order, but most people are going to have a shaky foundation just because society has kind of 
put that upon us, you know, mm. limiting beliefs aren't things we put on ourselves. <laughs> they're learned, they're learned from elsewhere. So once we work on the foundation, chakra one, it's pretty intense one to work on. We get to move to a really fun one, which is chakra two, and that's our sacral chakra. It's pleasure. It's our sensuality and sexuality and creativity. And that's a fun one. You know, that's like, you get to feel it. But a lot of people, again, if you're living in your head, you might not be feeling. So we want to get people in their bodies. Like that's why people come in with this in the fitness world, you know, in mm. yoga too, people don't always come in wanting to know about the eight limbs. They like, I want a yoga body. Like I want to look good. And it's like, that's fine. Cause you start to crave that. You start to crave this feeling in your body, this sensuality. And that's when you're feeling that, that's that chakra being activated. Mm. So we work on the base, we move up, we start to feel our way through life versus just be numb and walking through life. So we're feeling our way through. And that kind of activates the third chakra which is the solar plexus chakra and it it's confidence you know and it's it's element they each have different elements the elements fire so you kind of light the fire by feeling pleasure throughout your life you you move it upwards and you light that fire and mm. when you have that fire lit inside you're feeling confident it's like the person that walks in the room and they're not even saying anything but they have everyone's attention mm. you feel them you know you feel that spark in them. So that's the third chakra. And really all three of those, that's where I, I work with a lot of people because that's getting in our body. And we have mm. a lot of people living in this very, you know, masculine ro- role of do, 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 achievement, success, you know, more, more. And we want to bring them down into their bodies. And the way to do that is like the fourth chakra is the bridge between the two. And that's the heart chakra. That's love. But we've heard it a million times. You have to love yourself first. And that's apparent here. Like you can't love the whole world if you're not in your body, if you're not really making that connection with yourself. So you do that with the lower chakras and then you get to spread that out into the world. And that starts to connect you to the upper realm, which is a really, really fun realm to be in. I mean, you're, you're there. Like once you experience that connection, of the upper chakras, it's, you don't want to go anywhere else, you know? So (laughs) the fifth chakra is communication and you get to start to speak your truth and tell your story and, you know, communicate with everything around you. And a lot of people know about the third eye chakra too, number six, and especially, you know, plant medicine, I know we'll get into that, but these are totally upper chakra, you know, opening the third eye, that's going to be chakra six. And that's just learning to trust learning to trust that it's not you on your own, you know, that you have an intuition that is always leading you in the right direction. And once you learn to trust that, you really are trusting the seventh chakra, which is connection to spirit or source, Mm. something bigger than you. So they really all work together and they build upon each other. So it's a beautiful holistic system that I've found to weave into my teachings. That's awesome. Thank you. I love like how you explained it so like simplified and and to the point. I remember when I first started learning about chakras when I was like 14, 15. That's like when I started getting into like all of the energy stuff and the spiritual stuff. I was like, wow, we have these energy centers in our body. Like this is so cool. It was so foreign to me because, you know, being brought up Catholic and everything. 
but I think it's just so cool. And, and the way you explained it is just perfect, especially for people who are unfamiliar. Mm-hmm. It makes total sense. So basically what you're saying is like when the bottom three are like out of whack kind of, or off balance, maybe is a better term, mm-hmm. then it's harder to really tap into the higher ones. Yeah, and you can still tap in, but you might you're gonna feel ungrounded. You mm. might you might experience more anxiety. Like maybe you're you know, you might be with really high vibe people or using plant medicine even or something like that, and it might throw you off balance where you're just it can be too much really easily. And that's where the anxiety, the worry, the questioning life, your life path, where you're supposed to be, all of that comes in if you're just, you know if they're not balanced. How do you balance them? Yeah. So, so getting into, getting into the lower ones, getting into your body, addressing, you know, where these limiting beliefs, a lot of, a lot of the time when I'm working with people, we talk about it as we know grounding. A lot of people know about grounding, literally touching your feet to the ground. (laughs) And so we think about it as ground. Our base chakra, our foundational chakra is the ground. And if you think about that, every limiting belief, every or just belief that maybe isn't limiting you, um, anything that we believe in and think has been planted in this ground. And some limiting beliefs or some things someone else told you when you were a kid or, you know, as a kid, it's, it's an open ground. It's fertile. You can, you can learn. And when we are adults, it's a lot harder to learn. We have to kind of unlearn first. So we address, you know, with my clients, we address the the areas of the first chakra. Money is a really big one that is actually easier for people to pinpoint their, you know, beliefs or problems, but it's actually about going in and figuring out where you've learned what you've learned and what stories you created about that. You know, your parents didn't have money. They said, we're not that type of family. Okay. So you created a story that you planted in that ground that you will never have enough, you know? So we, we find where we have all these stories and that's just one, that's money, but your body and being from the fitness nutrition realm, that one's really, really big. I did that for a long time with food. I was like a pretty strict vegan and I actually got myself super sick, wow. but that is what I knew. I knew that that's what I had to do to do it right. Cause I didn't feel like I was enough and I had to pinpoint, this is the work I've done in the last year of pinpointing where that story came up of, I didn't feel like I was enough. And I've really realized that's just a story. It was just a story I put on myself, but then what came from that was this perfectionist mode of like, okay, I'll eat perfect. I'll do everything perfect so I can be enough, you know, mm. and, and I actually got myself sick. So we, we go in and we just figure out where these stories have come from to start to clear them up. And there's way to, I say, activate all of the chakras and you can use oils, you can use yoga, you can use breath work, um, you know, gemstones, all of these like spiritual tools that we have, but the work is really in clearing space first. And then there's a lot of these tools that you can use to start to activate them. I mean, to activate the second chakras as easy as finding pleasure in your life. Like mm-hmm. I like to use the example of you're driving down the road, someone's driving, you know, cut you off or stopped and they're not going, whatever you get upset. Or can you like notice the breeze coming in, smell the fresh air, feel pleasure, you know, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get there any faster or slower or whatever it is, but it's just starting to notice 
what it feels like to step onto the grass, Mm. what it feels like to pet your dog, whatever it is. I don't care what it is. That's not what's important. It's just slowing down and actually feeling everything that's happening throughout the day. Mm. And so they each have ways to activate them, but without doing the work of the removal and kind of clearing that dirt so that when you do these things, you're planting new seeds then you're just kind of overloading the system. Yeah, and you're basically pushing stuff down and it's mm-hmm. going to just continue to bubble up to the surface <laughs> when when something triggers you or whatever and you're going to have to work on it or it's going to just continue to do that. It's like, you know, things that keep coming around and around again until you learn the lesson, mm-hmm. same concept. It'll always um, come back up. <laughs> yeah. So once you dig it up, you basically create the new story by changing your... Yeah. And so having awareness about a story, stories happen automatically. So when we have like a limiting belief, it's a story. It's not something that we have consciously said, Ooh, I'm going to choose to think I'm not good enough or whatever it is. But then when you go to do something, if you're aware of a limiting belief or a story, when it pops up, you have awareness about it already. So your mind actually goes like, it's like changing our neural pathways, which I'm sure we'll start talking about. You know, if you have awareness about that, this story pops up and you're like, oh, that's a story. It gives it zero credit. You know, you don't have any power behind it. And you say, no, that's just a story. That's not real. And then you get to, you do get to choose another story, but it's just by having that, that awareness, you know, and maybe you're going to just choose your action a little bit different because mm-hmm. these beliefs are just beliefs. They're just thoughts. Thoughts aren't actually real. There's nothing real and tangible about them, but taking action is very real. So then you're going to be making a choice based on more awareness. Yeah. It makes total sense. And like, if you're giving power to a limiting belief, it's going to change your state and not make you feel as good, which will make you not take as good of actions, which will mean that you're not going to get as good as of results. Totally. <laughs> so it's like the holistic approach, right? When you change yeah. your thoughts, it changes how you feel. Mm-hmm. When you feel better, you take more inspired action and you get shit done. <laughs> exactly. And it's the stuff, I mean, we're taking action all day, every day but it's what type of action we're taking. If we're moving through life kind of blindly, limiting beliefs come up, we're going to lead right into that story. We're going to take the same actions. But when you have this awareness, you kind of stop for a second. You're like, oh, well, that's a story. I've already done that. It's like the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over, expecting mm-hmm. different results. It gives you a little wedge into there to say, oh yeah, that's the same thing. Let me choose a different way. Let me mm-hmm. choose a different action. We only do that through awareness. Yeah. And I think that's like the the thing that most people struggle with is actually changing the belief and not getting like mixed up in it, mm-hmm. you know, and really just like getting so mixed up on, in it where it just, it's basically their truth still, yeah. you know, like they might be aware of it, but they're like still mixed up in it and end up getting like angry at themselves too, which Definitely. is another big thing where I feel like, you know, it's not about like getting pissed off at yourself for having these beliefs. It's like, which is like the next step, I guess, forgiveness and compassion. Mm-hmm. But well, forgiveness gets really easy when you, when you realize it wasn't us that, that made any of these choices. We didn't choose these stories. We didn't choose any of the things that happen. And, you know, they say you only get to choose how you react to things. So well, that's true. 
but only with awareness can you realize, okay, that's not my story. That's someone else's story. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a lot easier, you know, to let it go when, when you realize that's not my, we, none of us think we're good enough because every advertisement you've ever seen tells you you're not. Mm-hmm. It's not because we're actually not. Isn't that <laughs> horrible? It's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's all just advertise. That's what advertisement is, you know? So, so once you realize that you're like, okay, I've been trained, literally trained to be this way. Mm. And then, and then it's not, it's not your fault anymore, I guess. So then it makes it easier. It's not your fault, but once you're aware and now it is your responsibility Yes, Yes, to change for sure. Yeah. For sure. You take the power back. You become empowered to make your own choices. So have you like ever experienced what woman? All right. First question. Have you ever experienced like your third eye, like opening, feeling a sensation? If so, what was that like? Cause I have a kind of a little story I want to share and then yeah, we'll like definitely. transition into the plant medicine stuff. But I would love to hear like how that was for you mm-hmm. and if you would like to share. Yeah, that is a, it'll be a great, um, segue into plant medicine. (laughs) Um, I, so I haven't had physical feelings of like opening a third eye, you know, and a lot of people have really, really physical, intense, um, like Kundalini movement and opening the third eye. I haven't had that. And also I'm not like a very visual person when we get into the plant medicine conversation too. That's just not, that's not my experience thus far. So for me, for my third eye is like, I can be on the phone with someone or my husband can walk in the door or I know he's coming home. I know what he's been doing. I know what mood he's in. I know what's happening. And he, all the time he stops me, like his eyes get big. He's like, how'd you know that? You know, it's just kind of this knowing, but it's also people have an intuitive, we're all intuitive. We can all understand things on a deeper level. You know, it's this like gut instinct, but it's, it's really just learning to trust that. And I, a lot of times I just say, I know, you know, like this is happening and people are like, how? I'm like, I just know, like, well, I say it's energy. I'm tapped in (laughs) just like a funny response, you know, but for me, it hasn't been a a physical, like, whoa, now my third eye is open. It's a little sensitive and I don't like for it to be touched by other people, Mm. which is kind of strange. Like, um, if he taps on it, you know, not many people tap on my third eye, but my husband does sometimes. And I'm like, ah, and it kind of like, um, itches a little bit and he he thinks it's hilarious. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, not my third eye, but just the sensitivity, but never like, never a big story, I guess. I'm excited for yours. (laughs) Uh, Well, now I have a couple that, cause you just made me think of another one. So I'll share the first one first, I guess. (laughs) This wasn't what I was planning on sharing first, but (laughs) when you said your husband like taps you, it reminded me of this really it was not funny at the time, but afterwards it was. So I was in, like, I was in, I was living in New York at the time and, you know, I was doing my fitness stuff, teaching fitness classes. And I was, you know, meditating all the time, doing, getting into my crystal stuff, like really diving a little deeper with it around this time. And so I, left my apartment in the morning and I was like heading to teach a fitness class. And this was, I don't even know how many, this is, like five years ago, six years ago, something like that. I don't know. But I was texting on my phone 
and like, you know, looking down, texting on my phone and all of a sudden, boom, like I thought someone freaking came out of like, from like, I just thought someone just came out and whacked me in the head with a metal baseball bat. I swear to God. And it was so embarrassing. I literally walked into a cement pole because I was texting and it was right like on my third eye. Like literally it looked like a freaking egg. Oh my gosh. Cracked my skull open pretty much. And it was not pretty. It was not good. And I was concerned. I was like, oh my God, like what if this is like going to screw me up? Blah, blah, blah. But it was like really weird because it was right in that spot. And it was around the time when I was having a lot of sleep paralysis and weird dreams. Mm -hmm. And so like, just like the timing of it and whatever was really strange. And then shortly after that, maybe a few months later, I was having sleep paralysis a lot. I don't know if you ever had sleep paralysis. Mm-mm. It's basically when, do you know what it is? I'm going to explain it anyway. It's basically when your mind wakes up, but your body isn't awake. So it can be really scary. And so like when you're sleeping, it's like your mind is awake. You, you can hear things, but you can't move your body. You cannot move. So since you're in between the, the dream state and the waking state, Sometimes people have visions or they think they see spirits or they start to hear stuff. I have plenty of times and I really don't, I really think think it was real. But this one time I was in sleep paralysis and I felt, and and I was awake. Like I know it was real. I mean, even though it's sleep paralysis, I know it was real. Like my I just couldn't move my body. I literally, it literally felt like there was a marble at the top of my nose, like sliding up to my third eye. Wow. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it felt like there was a marble underneath my skin from sliding up from like the bridge of my nose to my third eye. And like, I was getting all of these like downloads and having this like weird experience and sleep paralysis before I like went into a lucid dream. And yeah. yeah, and like ever since then... It's just been really interesting because I, I, I used to get really scared when I was in sleep paralysis and I started to learn how to calm down within it. And if you can remain calm, well, at least in my experience, you end up going into a lucid dream state where you're able to like access information or get messages or whatever. And it's really, really cool. And it was just like, I remember that experience so vividly because I clearly, I was awake. I was just like, you know, I couldn't move and my, you know what I mean? I clearly remember it. Like, it was just crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just had to be there. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's how a lot of this conversation goes today. (laughs) But yeah, it was really cool. A lot of cool stuff happens in the dream state. Totally. Yeah. And I think a lot of this is like, I just like thought of something where I did a visualization in a group program yesterday. And right after we do this visualization, almost everyone's like, did I do it right? This happened to me. Did I do it right? This happened to me. I I had that thought at first as well. And that's just, we are so trained to not trust these things, Mm. especially if it seems weird or different. And it's like, we have it's 90% of our thoughts are the same every day. It's like, we need to start trusting the ones that are different because we need to break out of that doing the same thing every day. We want something different. So we need to do something different. And we're just trained not to trust ourselves. Like how many people think their dreams are just crazy 
and they, they might seem crazy, but there's little nuggets of wisdom in them, you know, that we can take as messages and, and, you know, people who meditate and I meditate and a lot of downloads come during meditation and people could think, well, that's just my mind and that seems silly and I shouldn't follow it or you can trust it. And that's, that's, you know, activating your third eye and saying like, wow, okay, I'm going to trust that, that divine download and I'm going to move towards that. Mm-hmm. Do you meditate every day? Not every day. I don't do anything every day, mm. but eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sleep. And sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Those are pretty important to me, but no, I mean, I go through phases. I try to, I can tell when I don't do it, but, um, but yeah, life mm. just changes all the time. So <laughs> you should bring, try to bring attention to your third eye when you're meditating. Sometimes I still do that now, like when I'm going to sleep mm-hmm. and I can start to feel physically feel it like it's really interesting. I'm like fascinated with the dream state. I think that's like my thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember when I first got into meditation too, I agree with what you're saying. Like I thought I was maybe going crazy because I was mm-hmm. like, is this really real? Like did, I, did that really just happen? And I would ask for signs all the time. And that's when I started seeing 11-11 like okay. all the time. I just didn't really believe like fully that I was receiving this information and stuff. And I didn't even know what 1111 was at the time. Right. And I just saw it so much like everywhere that I, I, you know, researched it and I was like, Oh my God, this is really real. This is crazy. And like, that was when I was like 17, 18. Yeah. yeah. And then it's years later, yeah. You know, what's crazy. And cause this is perfect leading into the plant medicine. <laughs> Um, what, you know, I, all this stuff happened when I was in my teens, like the, in my journey, like the meditation, like learning about all the spiritual stuff, leaving the abusive relationship. This is all the stuff that helped me like at a very important point, I can't talk important part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so like after that, I neglected a lot of things and kind of like broke free, went wild for a little while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think we've all had that phase. And years later, you know, as I was delving into personal and spiritual growth again, going to events, following my dreams, going to do an EMDR therapy, hypnotherapy, all this stuff, that's when I was led to plant medicine. I mm-hmm. met um, one of my friends who introduced me to plant medicine work. And at first I was like, this shit sounds crazy. I don't think that I would like to do this. Mm-hmm. But I did because I trusted her. And once I did, I was like, holy shit, this is what my soul has been looking for since I got into this stuff Mm -hmm. when I was 17. I was like, now everything makes sense. Yeah. Like, that's how I felt. Did you feel the same way? Like, I literally was like, holy shit, this is the missing puzzle piece. This is literally what my soul has been guiding me to for like ever. Definitely. Definitely. The first time that you experience it, it is just so much opens that you're like, I knew other things were out there, (laughs) but you don't have, you know, you can't conceptualize it that much, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once you, it's so different to experience something, we can sit behind our computers and we can read books and we can think, think, think. But again, experiencing it is, is taking that upper chakra and connecting it back down. Experience is the lower chakras. You're actually doing the work, you know, feeling the work versus just thinking about the work. Mm. And even though meditation is a upper chakra, you know, activity, it's still an activity. It's still something that you're doing and it's connecting it. It's actually 
you could talk about anything all day long and that doesn't mean you, you do it. It's not integrated into your life, you know? Mm. So I think it does. It gives you that experience. It just opens it all up and it's like, oh my gosh, where have you yeah. been? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And ever since then, I was just like, this is literally, I just became so passionate about it. And I know you are too. I'm curious to hear like, how you kind of were led to plant medicine. And for those who are listening and who are unfamiliar with plant medicine, which you, if you've listened to other episodes, you might not be by now, but we're talking about like ayahuasca, um, psychedelics, sacred plant medicine that is used for healing purposes in like a ceremonial setting with facilitators. (laughs) So yeah, I'm curious to hear like what led you to it? How was your first experience? What are, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll flow with it, but I know you got a lot to share. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I like that it's sacred and it's used in a ceremonious setting because I have dabbled with other psychedelics, not in that. And it is, you cannot, it's apples and oranges. You cannot compare them. It's not healing. It's more of recreation and it's party and it's things like that. So I've experienced, um, opening my mind in a different way, but there was nothing. I had no idea what I was walking into when I did this. I didn't know anything could be that intentional. Mm -hmm. I learned what intentional was that, that experience, you know, that first ceremony and everybody, the way people showed up for themselves was out of this world. And I mean, I've been a yoga teacher for eight years at this point when I first sat with medicine and I've been talking about intentions for years. I know what intentions are, you know, but this is, it just blows it out of the water. It really, it lets you practice it instead of talk about it, like I said before. But so I was living in Costa Rica for, at this point, you know, about a year and a half. And I actually got, it was funny you said this earlier, I got in an accident. I got hit in the head with a baseball bat. A oh metal baseball bat. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, which you use that, ex- that example. And I was like, oh, yeah, nope, been there. <laughs> Didn't run into a pole. I actually got hit in the head. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, I was in the hospital for a little while. I was on bed rest for like 10 days. I couldn't do anything. I'm living in paradise and I'm just like, this is crazy, but I'm fine. I'm a health coach. I'm good. I'll get over it. And I, you know, got, I did. I, I healed physically. My head healed. It was doing okay. I got some chiropractic work. I like went to the beach. And the first time I went to the beach, I could only take like five steps. It was crazy, you know, just kind of rehabbing, um, really wanting my mom there, but just, you know, like my husband took amazing care of me, but I kind of went off the deep end. Like I, and what I realized now is I really didn't honor my body. I kept eating perfect, right? Like Mm. fruits, veggies, beautiful, beautiful, tropical fruits, things like that. But I needed fat. I needed (laughs) omegas. Like my brain needed to heal. And I've learned a lot about brain health since, but I went off the deep end. I was depressed. I lived in this perfect environment with anything I could want. Everyone every day says, you're so lucky. Your life's so perfect. And inside I'm like, I can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, just like I would cry for days and my husband not knowing how to help, you know, so supportive, but I'm just like, I think I'm broken. I kept telling him that I think I'm broken. Like something isn't okay. I know that my thoughts aren't real. I know all these tools and I cannot figure this out. Mm. And we had already like known about plant medicine. We had watched a lot of the documentaries and we knew going to Costa Rica, we were into the idea of finding a place because there's a lot of it down there. And it never lined up right. The, it didn't feel right, the places we found. Um, and I did some research in this, this 
center I found and the people, it just felt so good. And I learned about brain injury and kind of rehab with ayahuasca. And there's a lot of there's a lot of things, not just brain health, but there's just so many things that it can help. And I was really scared because I had an injury. So I had to like sit by the shaman <laughs> and she's like, she'll keep an eye on you. I was like, okay. So that made me a little bit more um, nervous to do it, which I would have been anyways. But, but I just trusted that I kind of hit rock bottom and I didn't know what else to do. So I went and I sat and like I said, it just especially when you don't have love for yourself. I was in that really depressive state of like, oh, I just feel like I'm doing it wrong. You know, I'm doing everything wrong. I've never felt love in that way. Like that, just an envelope of love around you the whole time from this whole community. People that maybe I knew a couple of them. It was funny. One of the girls I did my yoga teacher training with like eight years prior in Costa Rica was there. Wow. <laughs> we didn't know. We just showed up like, okay, soul That's sisters so for random. life. <laughs> yeah. But you know, just everyone opening up in that way and processing things and, and me being held in a sacred, safe container to process all of the things I was going through. Like not sure if I wanted to be around anymore. Like that's a really hard thing people can't talk about and people are starting to, which is beautiful, but it doesn't really matter what you're going through. This medicine and these people in this container it will hold you and will listen, you know, and, and that really started my healing journey. And because I felt broken, I like to tell people like it does not fix you mm-hmm. because you're not broken. No one is yeah. broken, you know, and that's not, and, it, and it's not a, a magic pill. I mean, it's pretty magical mm-hmm. <laughs> in every way, but there's a lot of integration. And I had to sit, that's you know, I, important part, of course, afterwards. and I sat a lot of times, you know, and, and I learned something more and I integrate something more every time, but it really also opened my eyes to what I needed to do to heal my body. And starting mm-hmm. to listen to myself intuitively of maybe I do need to change what I'm eating. And, you know, and it kind of opens that do- door up and it held me in a nice container for me to start exploring, exploring ways of healing. Yeah. So beautiful. It's so powerful. And I, I still like to say like, you know, maybe it's not for everyone, but people who are ready, like they know, mm-hmm. I feel like it, you know, it calls you to it. It does. In a yeah. weird way, you know? Yeah. And I like to, you know, when I talk to people, well, should I do it? It's not a should. Here's things that it can help. And you know, and it's back to that trusting your, your mm-hmm. inner guide. Is this scary? Yeah. Everyone's scared at first. That's fine. But do you not want to do it? Is there something about you that you don't want to open a door? You don't want to change your life. You, you feel something in your gut saying, no, trust that. And if you feel something in your gut saying, this is really scary and I'm super into it trust that, you know, and it, and that's, it has to be a personal choice. It has to be a personal, it's such a personal journey. Mm-hmm. We come together for sure. And we hold each other and it's, it's a really beautiful space, but it is so much a personal journey <laughs> that it has to be your decision, you know? Yeah. And I, I have done it several, several times. I don't even <laughs> know how many times anymore. But every time I have a new experience, I learn something Mm -hmm. new. I peel another layer away. I revisit things that I need to continue to, you know, look at. Mm -hmm. And it's just the most beautiful experience. Even like the challenging things that may have come up, it's still, like you said, like enveloped in so much love Mm -hmm. and like beauty. Totally. Yeah. I've always had a really joyous 
experience. A lot of people are scared. I mean, I get the same five questions all the time. About <laughs> Do you throw up? <laughs> Do you throw up? That's the number one. And for me, so I teach about the chakras. Chakra two, our place of pleasure, our place of emotions. The word emotion comes from the word emote, which means to get out. So when you're really sad and you have sadness in your body, you cry and that lets it get out. You're releasing it from your body. And if you don't, which plenty of people as a kid have been told, don't cry, hold it in. And then that's, that's the stuff that's getting buried in this foundation that we talk about. Mm. It's not that you did it wrong. You, your crying was natural, you know? And so the, you know, we call it the purge. Like some people do, some people don't, but I've cried through a ceremony as well. And that's one way. Of- I cry almost every time. Yeah. I cried the whole time. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. I was really sad. I mean, I went to heal something that I was grieving like in a big way. And so that's what I went to do. And that's what I did. But I was able to release that. And that happens with, you know, do you throw up? It's the same thing. Something's in your body you don't need. And for me, I often go through an emotion and a story and something, a memory of my life or something. Same thing as how do you get rid of these limiting beliefs? How do you get rid of these stories? Mm. I love plant medicine. I love the actual purge because I'm physically getting rid of that story. I'm physically letting it leave my body. And so for me, it's always been powerful. And afterwards, I'm like, that's not mine anymore. Yeah. And that's been the most proactive way for me to get things out that aren't serving me. I love how you said that. Yeah. I'm a crier too. Like I, I think I've only ever like threw up purged like twice. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ever. <laughs> yeah. And out of the many times I've done, but I do cry every single time. And like, when I say cry, I mean like I freaking cry. <laughs> Not always like a necessarily a sad cry. It's more like, I mean, it's, it's just like a healing, like a purging cry, like a, like a feeling of compassion for myself in the past. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and also a cry that's just so in awe of the beauty of things. Definitely. You know, and it's just just really profound. I remember the uh, not that long ago <laughs> when I did a journey, I ended up revisiting my like every part of my life almost from from this challenging part of my life, like when I was feeling like suicidal and I was like Mm -hmm. doing self harm. And when I was in the abusive relationship, I visited myself in, in like through that whole time. And I literally, and this is really cool. I want to share this concept with you. So I visited myself every, every moment and all I was as me, like the now me, I was telling myself, I love you so much. I love you anyway. I love you anyway. I love you so much. And like, just like the whole theme of the night was love yourself anyway. I love that. And yeah. And then I was like, oh my gosh, because as I was reliving these things in my mind, I was seeing myself all depressed, you know, hopeless in this abusive relationship. And then I, I started seeing myself when I started waking up, when I started meditating, when I started working out, when I started losing weight, when I got the strength to leave the relationship. And then I started to wonder, holy shit, did I just literally like collapse a timeline because now I went back and told myself all that stuff. So maybe I gave myself the strength to do what I did. Am I making sense? Yeah. <laughs> like, did I, I was like, did I just, did I just go back in the past and tell myself what I needed to tell myself so, to, so I can give myself the strength to do the things to get me to where I am now? Like, does that, like I'm making sense, right? Yeah. You're giving yourself permission. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is so weird. 
Yeah. And I cool. love that. I have talked to a lot of people who have dabbled in psychedelics, right? And they're like, oh, well, I've done whatever I've done. I've done acid. Okay, cool. This is so different. And mm. the way that I have been able to sum it up, and I would love to hear your thoughts, was I've done that as well. And when I do that, I feel I lose connection with myself. So done I'm on acid. If I oh, do acid. I've never... Okay. So for me, it was just, it's just a little different where I'm like, sometimes I don't really know who Sarah is. Mm. I I lose that sense of identity, Mm -hmm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I did ayahuasca and I'm sitting in this very sacred container. And exactly like what you just said, I went through my whole life or a lot of life, different memories, different areas I need to look at. And I've never had a better sense of who I was. It says, this is what that memory was that situation. And this is like how you reacted. Do you want to change that? Mm. Do you want to react that way? Do you want to change it? And I think it's exactly what you're talking about. And that's still how we're moving forward. I'm Mm. like, Oh, I'm not associating with that anymore. I let that go. I've chosen to be different or to, you know, do things in a, in a, in a way that's just more aligned with me now. Not that it's better or worse or anything, but it's this beautiful view onto who you are. And, and who you want to be and that you are the only person that gives yourself permission to be you. So I, I totally understand what you're talking about. And that's something that I have found as a big difference between the two. It's like a snapshot into your life. A lot of people use ayahuasca for like their life purpose as well. I have too. Yeah. It really yeah. connects you deeper to it. Totally. And it, it, it gives you that idea. Like this is who you are. This is, this is what you're here to do. And you get to look at the way that you walk in the world and you get to make a decision to integrate what you're already doing more fully. Or if you gave yourself permission to be a different way, okay, let's integrate that. Like, like you give yourself permission to live that type of life, whatever that is, whatever comes up. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it's so powerful, but I have had experiences as well where I was totally disassociated with myself. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple interesting ones one where I literally kind of got like really confused and I felt like everyone there was in my thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like everything that was going on around me was in my, like it was like in my head or something. I can't explain it. Okay. I felt like everything was just like connected. Well, it is, but it was interesting. And then I've had other experiences where it had nothing to do with me whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I traveled basically the universe and accessed information that I could, that I could not even put into words. I did find the words for it to people who have mm, a lot of experience with medicine because mm-hmm. I figured they would understand what I was talking about. Cause I didn't really know exactly what it what was going on. Um, like stuff about like the planet and like the universe and like what's like happening, <laughs> whatever. Um, and those are like the most fascinating experiences to me. And and I want to just say like to people listening, everyone's experience with the plant medicine is totally different. It's never the same for anyone. So like if you are thinking about doing something like this, go into it with zero expectations, but with an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, when I think it's because I'm like really into the dream stuff. And like, I'm naturally, I guess, like a dream walker, a traveler. (laughs) So I have been able to just go to these places where it's like, for me, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but it's so funny. We're getting real deep here. (laughs) Um, I've seen like different levels, like different 
Yeah. Like I can, the best way I can explain it is different levels of consciousness or different levels of the field. Yep. Okay. And so like, I would get to like, I would be like, oh, I'm on like level nine right now. This is like nothing to do with me. This is all like universe stuff, energy stuff and stuff that I can't explain. And it's, if anyone wants to get this book, actually, because from this one journey, I was on all these. I was I was in like this field of energy on on this different plane, and I know this might sound crazy, but it made total sense. Like I understood everything. Like at that moment, I just didn't. I know all I was thinking was, how the fuck am I going to explain this to anyone? No, <laughs> this is not going to make sense. So I started like I actually went to a bookstore like the the weekend the same weekend, and I was in like this section you know where spiritual section, whatever. And I found this book called Divine Matrix. Okay. The author's name is like Greg something. I forget his last name. That sucks, but I'll put it, maybe I'll put it in like the show notes or whatever, but it's called Divine Matrix. And I read um, the back of it when I was in the bookstore before I got it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like exactly what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. And it's a really great book. It explains like a lot of really interesting things about like energy and quantum physics and, and all kinds of stuff. So if you haven't heard of it, you should totally check it out. Definitely. Right. Well, and just listening to what you say. So with the chakras, like we talk about seven, there's seven oh, major yeah. chakras. There's more than that too. Mm-hmm. And some reside like um, above your head, more in your just aura. And when you think about that, like, so for me, I say there's a lot of work to do in this space, but there's a lot of work to do in this, these major seven that are very related to the self, right? So we have to go down and I'm seeing these snapshots and I'm working on my lower chakras in that way. Like, this is who I am. These are my choices. I'm clearing up that foundation. I'm planting new seeds. I'm doing all of that. But for me, you know, your experience, and I've heard a lot of people with, you know, traveling to different, you know, the universe. Um, I've heard that in so many ceremonies. I think that's just working in the upper chakras, you know, and and the whole point is that we're all connected. Mm -hmm. The whole point is that we're connecting with source, you know, like my retreat's called align with the divine. Like that's the point, align yourself with the divine. Like it's so much bigger than us. I love the name of that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, but you can't do that. And that's the whole point of the chakras and everything. It's, or it's really hard to do that and have it be like a flow. If, if you have these you know, limiting beliefs and things holding you back and these kind of blockages. So we go through and we just deal with these blockages. And, and like you said, every ceremony is different as well. So sometimes whatever, trust it. Like maybe you need to work with the self. Maybe you need to get rid of the idea of the self and let that go and say, I don't need to work on that today. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do a ceremony. It's just like, you're fine. You're amazing. (laughs) Love yourself. (laughs) Like don't always be searching for work either. You know, so they go so many ways. And I think you're just in that experience, probably just really connecting it all. And it's like, you're in the flow, your body's working with you that day. And you're just experiencing these upper chakras and and what connection actually means and feels like. Yeah. It's just so magical. Like, I just don't even have words. I'm so passionate about talking about this. I know you are too. Like we could go on it for about it forever. And I, I just love sharing about it with people because I think that, you know, especially if for people who have been really diving into their personal and spiritual growth journey a lot, you know, and they're, you know, just striving for these different ways to open themselves up and expand and evolve, this is definitely something that will really help in with a lot of things, with healing deep-rooted traumas, with mm-hmm. like stepping into your purpose. With totally. just 
everything. And having the conversation that you can't change something without being aware of it. A lot of people are scared to sit with medicine and I, and I totally understand that. But the bottom line is it's you. It's mm-hmm. you. It's your life. It's things you already know about yourself or you know, can know about yourself, the potential. A lot of times you get shown the potential, but it's all about that awareness again. When you're aware of it, you get to become, you know, the MVP of your life. Like you're in charge. You get to make the decision. And when you're not aware, you're just, you know, walking through life closed off. It's it's really hard to make the changes that we all crave. So for this, like sitting in ceremony is like you're going to become aware of the way that you are and the things you have in your body. And, and you're going to have a choice. Do you want to keep it? And do you want to let it go? You know, and that's really what it all boils down to is just, you know, the piece of awareness. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest realization or lesson or transformation that you've experienced since working with the medicine and, and, and even just in general on your journey? Definitely. I'm going to give you two. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to give you a very physical one because it is medicine and this totally blew my mind. So my whole entire life, I've gotten migraines bad, like all through school. I used to miss so much school. These are like vomiting out, do not turn the light on, really, really sick migraines. Not always like that, but that's how intense they'd get. And um, I haven't had a migraine since December of last year. Wow. Which was a ceremony I sat in. They were getting better, but I'd still experience, you know, them every once in a while. And I sat in a ceremony and I mean, this is going to sound insane, but (laughs) nothing sounds insane to me. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, you know, like snakes are a big thing in ayahuasca, but Mm. for me, it wasn't the visual or anything like that, but I felt something like that. Um, something, not necessarily an actual snake, but something that shape, like, like that sort of movement moving through my brain moving through these different areas. And especially my migraines were really bad after that accident I got into. So they got worse and I felt something work. It felt like pressure. It's nothing hurt, but I was like, this is weird. And at first I got scared, you know? And Mm. then I was like, you know what? Just breathe at any point in your life or ceremony (laughs) or whatever, just breathe (laughs) is a really good mantra, but I just breathed through it. And afterwards I was like, that changed my brain chemistry. I knew it had, and I trusted it. And I came out of that. I haven't had a migraine. Wow. Insane. So a very physical change. And the more emotional change is that I am amazing, that I don't have to hate myself, that I don't have to be better. And this, you know, again, with my food journey and that whole thing, it's just something I've battled with for a long time of this perfectionism, not being good enough. And to learn to love yourself is amazing. I look in the mirror and I'm like, yes, sister, <laughs> yes. you are awesome. You know, and, and I think plant medicines really helps me with that along with my entire journey, everything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's like the biggest lesson of all self-love and acceptance. And like the more you love and accept yourself, the more you can express yourself and live your truth and live a more fulfilling life. Definitely. In, in all areas. It's, it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, we still have shit come up from time to time. That's the human experience. But like you said, like with more awareness, you learn how to shift much faster and get back into that more excited, confident, accepting state. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So... Wow. We went, we went into a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I absolutely love it. I love talking about this. Yes. And I just, 
I don't know. You know, a lot of people are searching for a lot of things. It's mm-hmm. kind of, that's also the human experience. And even though I don't feel I, I need to necessarily be better, it's not, you know, at, at one point, like joining yoga and joining all those things was like, I got to be better. I got to be better. And this is so much like more about service. Okay. So what can I do? What else can I do in the world? Who can I help? What can I be doing? And I think plant medicine, it makes it where you really look at who you are, but it really looks at the entire universe, the planet, everything. You're like so connected that it's just a really beautiful thing if people are searching for something for, I only have my experience and, you know, talking with people like you, but it's so helpful. So helpful if people feel that call. Yeah, it totally, totally is. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, everyone has their process and their journey. And this isn't the only thing either. Like so many things, meditation can tap you in. Kundalini, I haven't done it, but I've been talking to, I've been like trying to get in. I'm not trying. I don't even like that word. Planning on getting into it. I was just talking to a friend who also has experience with plant medicine and she was um, saying that, you know, you can really get to some some deep places with Kundalini too mm-hmm. and a lot of other things. Of course, it's, it's different, but like accessing different parts of yourself and really healing. There's so many modalities, so many things that you can do and with what you're doing, helping people with the chakra stuff and like really diving in and digging, <laughs> digging in, <Yeah>. digging out <laughs> is just so beautiful. So like, thank you for doing the work that you're doing yeah. and, and continuing to like make moves and, and like really serve more people. It's really awesome. Yeah. And you too. I mean, I know for, yeah, obviously no one else knows this, but we got on a call and of course we, I don't know, we talked for like three hours. <laughs> it was just like, okay, soul sister, because you know, we're, we're aligned and we have a lot of the same mission and it is of service, you know, and to help people with this, the world is such a place of suffering and we're always going to have that, but it's like, do you stay stuck there or do you transform it? And this really is about transformation. And I know that's what you you know, you rock that out with all your clients and everyone on your retreats. And it's just, that's what it's all about, you know? Yeah, totally. Transform quantum leaps, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people find you or do you have anything like that you want to share before we wrap it up? Sure. Yeah. So I have a group on Facebook uh, called the Chakra Collective. So we dive into all things, everything because it's chakras. And I'm also on Instagram as the Chakra Coach. So um, all things chakras in both areas. I have a website, which I think you're going to put in the show notes. Yeah. You have like a guide or like a something that they could dive into, right? Yeah. So on that website, uh, there's an opt-in and it's for um, a chakra balancing guide. Mm. So, you know, just starting to work on this journey and it has all of those yoga poses and the oils and the things and and more of the tangible experience things that you can just add into your life and start to start to play with these chakras, affirmations for each one and things like that. And yeah. And, and really, you know, just remembering that it's about starting to dive in and, and do some of the cleanup and the removal. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will put those links in the show notes for you guys to connect with Sarah and see more about what she's doing in the world. And man, just thank you so much. This was really awesome. Like, I feel like we could go on forever about like all of this stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time and, and just really sharing a lot of value with my audience and everything. And it was awesome to reconnect. 
Totally. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be on here. And whenever you need someone to talk about plant medicine, I'm here. <laughs> awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Day.